Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show Carrie Sullivan and Chan Ganaway. They both have over 50 years combined experience training, educating, managing, and consulting in the fitness industry. They've been master trainers for companies like Piloxing, I want to make sure I pronounce that right, EFI Sports Medicine, (laughs) Midtown Athletic Clubs, Kettle Works, and Orange Theory Fitness. Most recently, their employment and other projects have included Orange Theory Fitness, Grit Boxing out of New York City, South Beach Fitness, Idea Health and Fitness, and Private Virtual Training. Welcome to the show. Ah, very good. Thank you. Thank you did you perfect intro. Yes, yes. Perfect. Th- thanks for the tutorial on uh, piloxing. Tell me a little bit about what that's about. I know. Everyone's always like, what is that? A lot of times people are like, is it pillow boxing? I'm like, absolutely. It has nothing to do with pillows at all. But uh, yeah, that could be a fun one too. We could work that one. But piloxing is a nice blend fusion class of Pilates um, inspired and ballet inspired movements, but the component of cardiovascular fitness comes through the boxing and the dance. So it's a really good, uh, a fusion workout and they use pound, uh, um, hand wraps to make sure that you're kind of getting the same feel of what a boxing glove would be. So it's fun, but it's, it's a intense for sure. Very yeah. intense. I've watched it many times at different conferences and it is no joke. And there's uh, five modalities that fall under the boxing heading. So there's knockout, which is more of a high intense plyometric workout. There's uh, R, which is bar based, right? But still uses some of the boxing in it, which is really cool. Uh, and then there's the mix and they have a new one out called uh, booty band. So this, it's a all-encompassing and they're just based out of uh, LA and they're they're amazing to work for so yeah they're great but piloxing look it up (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea it's definitely keeps you from getting bored with all the cross training in there so let's take a step back tell me how you two met all right so we both worked for Orange Theory Fitness I worked for them starting in 2011 in the summer of 2011 as the corporate fitness and education director. And so go like three years forward, maybe four years forward, um, we have a mutual friend that worked for Orange Theory and she, she was one of the OGs. And, uh, but they just coincidentally were like childhood friends from like literally five years old up. And um, I think so, or fifth grade, I'm not sure. It was fifth grade. Maybe, yeah, fifth yeah. grade up. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so I was close to that OG employee, of course. And uh, we just met at a conference through Orange Theory. And of course, I was completely enamored. And uh, she went her way because she worked at an Orange Theory studio as the head coach of a studio in Melbourne, Florida, based out of Fort Lauderdale. She went her way. I went mine. About a year to a year and a half later, we reconnected because I had to go do some education work. 
out of my region of Lauderdale, up in Melbourne, and lo and behold, there she was again as the head coach. And so technically she was in my big area, in my region in Florida. And uh, so about six months after that, I thought, you know what? We might need to go have a glass of wine. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. Am and, I right? Is that good? Right. Is that good. good? Yeah. It's, it's the big, big sum up. But it's, uh, we had a ton of stuff, almost parallel lives, mm -hmm. uh, obviously in the fitness industry for almost the same time. Even though I'm a little bit younger, I have a little bit more experience in the fitness industry yeah. as I started when I was 17. And start I started when I was 26, 27. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was a little bit of a late bloomer into the industry, actually. Yeah, and I, I started with literally leg warmers. I, I'm not kidding. Like, I literally started well, Reebok Step. I think it's worth saying the name of the first location that you worked at. Uh, my first location of my first job in the fitness industry was called Let's Get Physical. True story. Wow. I love that. Could it be more perfect? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it definitely dates me for sure, but it's okay. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of having over 30 years experience in the fitness industry. Right so, yeah. yeah. In all aspects. So that's basically when we talk about like our lives side by side, he had more of the management uh, side. I went more of larger health club management role in the beginning and she was more of that independent master trainer instructor based career until she management with either owning her location mm -hmm. or Orange Theory mm -hmm. when she got into the management side. But I had been doing that for many years. But yeah, so Orange Theory was the glue, kind of brought us together. <laughs> yeah, and spinning. One of the things that we both enjoy is kind of like our hobby, but things that we actually got certified at the same time, like mm -hmm. what, 20 years ago when it came out? 1996, 97. It wasn't 20 years ago, but it feels this like This is forever. a very long answer. We should yeah. probably let her go. To yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. No, it's great. I think I got Johnny G certified, uh, spin certified in like 2001 or two. Yeah. Hey, that's so. still early. That's still early. It was a long time ago. Yeah. When yeah. I worked at the Crunch corporate office. Um, I kind of got bit by the bug. I said, well, this looks really fun. And I just took the certification and then I ended up subbing, um, for a lot of classes and then ended up subsequently coming down here and teaching for Equinox too, when it first Oh, but those are, dang, those are great companies. Both yeah. ones you mentioned are great companies. And it's probably my, my little secret passion is that that indoor cycling actually makes its way back the way that it was originally produced and the way it was originally delivered and presented. I really do want that because I think that they had a long, wonderful run. Um, but my goodness, what I have seen and what you have seen, Carrie, is the just dilution and low quality presentations of what that class can be in the last five years. Not always. There's still some amazing instructors mm -hmm. out there for sure. But I think it's so instructor based on whether it's going to be a good class or a bad class because there's just not that strong infrastructure of cycling that it used to be. Um, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that since you've been watching it down in Miami and, and wherever. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely think that the instructor has a huge uh, part in people wanting to take the class. I think it's more, it's been more about the personality of the instructor, the mm -hmm. music that they play as opposed to the format. Oh, I'd love to hear your opinion on people like jumping on the bike and doing and no, dancing on the bike and all that no. stuff. <laughs> I have to cover 
Listen, listen, we, we'll be candid and funny, but, but in, in all seriousness, these are actual things that have happened with us, Carrie and I, um, and I'll let her tell the New York story. But just what we've witnessed is, I think it's almost like, in, and I'm overstating it, okay, but it's almost like a panic button with indoor cycling programming that it has to be cute and sexy and fun and not boring. And I think that you can do that with an authentic cycling experience. I really do. I truly do. And I'm a little bit old school. I understand that. But I also understand the response that I get when I teach kind of of that 1998, 1999 style, adding in some of the newer music genres and adding in maybe a little bit a unique part of my delivery. But yeah, it's just a mess right now. It's just a buffet and it's not a good buffet. It's like a really cheap buffet in my opinion of what the basically over very broad here of what indoor cycling has become. I just think it's too cute and too sexy. Um, and I'll let Carrie uh, give you a real experience that we had six months ago. Yes. So we, we, we oh. were uh, in New York uh, with, with grip boxing and we were, you, we were kind of scoping out, you know, different trainers, how they train, how they coach, um, and the inspirers out there, right? So there's right. this big... We wanted to learn yeah. a little bit about how they motivate. Exactly. So we, we heard about this one, and I'm going to always keep it... Yeah, keep it anonymous. Yeah, anonymous. But there was this one really amazing instructor, and they worked at a big brand um, that, you know, is in international. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get in there, and I think it's 130 RPMs out of the saddle. Uh, holding it, holding it, uh, one hand off, one hand on. And, uh, from their mouth said, if you can't keep up, get out of my class or sit down. Either wow. sit down or, or get, get out. out. Yeah. And so to give you some perspective, Vanessa, it, this was probably top three most popular instructor in New York city is the Mecca, the most competitive fitness market in the world. And we go thinking we're about to have just like a spiritual you yes, know, moment. I was waiting and, for it. and look, you can't deny how difficult and challenging the class was. But the guy next to me, we were pretty good shape. Both of us were in our 50s, pretty good shape, former triathletes, both of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know what hard training feels like. And we couldn't keep up with the cues that were coming out of the, the person's mouth. So that's, that's an extreme example, but yeah, not to get off on the spinning thing. I know we need to move on, but I, I just really wish that we hadn't lost that basic infrastructure of the indoor cycling experience and using the data and understanding the difference of power and strength and muscle endurance and all that. That seems to me at least to have been lost a bit. Yeah, I definitely feel like it was, it felt more of a, a the soup Nazi kind of situation from yeah. Seinfeld, yeah. you know, no soup for you if you can't do this. And it yeah. felt very shaming. And uh, I, I thought, wow, that's really sad that this man has, person has such a platform that they could really influence. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do, which is why they have such a following, but it is almost an elitist mentality that I don't like, I want all encompassing. I want someone who's 95 or 15, you know, to be able to come in and feel successful no matter what I'm teaching um, and have a can do mentality. So that's, that's definitely uh, what I want more from the cycling community. 
You know what? You're bringing up something that I've personally experienced as well. And it's this mentality of like crushing people. And I can understand that people want to walk away from a, a class feeling like they had a great workout, but there's a fine line between pushing yourself to the limit and just being straight up dangerous. I actually had a personal experience in a very also popular international and well-known um, right. studio because I love to just test out different concepts. Hello, we're in fitness. We love that kind of stuff. And of I course. found myself um, you know, in the class, the instructor had us sprinting on a treadmill, on an incline, holding five pound or 10 pound weights. And I have been in fitness for 18 years. I know better than that. But of course I got caught up in the whole, like everybody's doing it. He, the instructor's yelling into the mic. I got caught up and I was like, okay, I'm competitive. Let's do this. And of course I ended up hurting myself. So I can definitely appreciate, you know, what you're bringing up and it happens unfortunately way too often. Um, yes. yeah. it's, it's really a shame because then people end up getting injured and, and, you know, it, it's the whole point of fitness is to increase longevity, to feel good, not to destroy yourself. Um, I don't know, if you're a geek, if you have a little bit of geek in you, you, you do think about the joints. You do think about the connective tissue. You do think about the wellness part of the client's life. You, you know, you do think about that stuff. And we just seem to be caught up in the wow factor more than I would like. I don't know if it's the majority or what, but I do think that the industry in general is caught up in the wow factor and the crush factor more than it needs to be. Understanding there are still wonderful, amazing, high integrity products out mm -hmm. there. Uh, I don't want to discredit that they still exist, but it seems to be getting less and less. I think they talk, uh, they say a lot now recently, I guess, but the saturation of boutique fitness studios, right? That it's about the experience, but you could have an amazing experience, but the experience comes from connection with the, with the instructor, like that connection where, you know, you walk in and you remember, Hey, Vanessa, I haven't seen you in like three weeks. How are you doing? Everything good. Like that's a great, um, experience for you and if you can do that with the rest of the members in the I think it just brings the level of whatever modality you're doing up so it's connecting to make a great experience and um, to train them responsibly mm -hmm. right each individual which can still be very intense very challenging, very fun. There is a way to do all of these things in the same class. And I watch the masters do it. I watch them. I go to conferences, I go to conventions and I see them do it extremely well. I just wish that, uh, you know, their message, your message, Vanessa, our mm -hmm. message, you know, needs to be a little bit more permeated into the industry. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I think that that um, connection between the instructor and the person taking the class and, you know, the quality of the workout that all drives value and people are always willing to pay for value. And as you know, I'm 40. So as I get older, the more and more, I just want to feel good. I want to be limber and flexible, not feel defeated and crushed after a workout, which brings me to, the master's fitness. So you have an interesting concept where you're targeting people over 40. Tell me a little bit about that because 
um, there is a huge population that is kind of over those hardcore crushing workouts. And how do you tailor to them? Yeah, I think that really the thought of it was, is teaching trainers, that was the original thought of the master's fitness. It was certainly about training. You know, I can visualize training an individual who's 48 years old and the needs that they have are different than a 28 year old. I, I can easily define that. But what I originally had thought and what we discussed early in the process of let's do something with 40 plus is really educating the industry that their programming needs to be slightly adjusted. There needs to be a, a little bit more patient a warm-up, for example. There needs to be waking up the stabilizers, the core. So not to get off on a tangent, but I thought that was really what it was about, was training and consulting and educating trainers in the industry and maybe owners and directors who wanted to maybe even do programming for that group, which I do think is going to happen. Because Carrie says it a lot. You go from basically the, the fit 25 to 35s, and then it kind of jumps to silver sneakers and there are some podcasts out there right now that are addressing you, Vanessa, Carrie, me. It's addressing us, right? We got 40, 47, and 53 on this podcast right now. And they're talking about that being the forgotten couple of decades, that kind of 40 to 60, who still has the ability to train hard, who still has the ability to go at it. But how do you make sure that they stay safe? Uh, knowing that there are no guarantees. So that was kind of the concept of Masters Fitness was to educate. And that was the presentation and idea of World Convention that we were scheduled to give in July. Uh, July, unfortunately, it got canceled for reasons. Um, but the, the hour and 50 minute presentation was programming intelligently for the 40 plus, being aware of our common restrictions that we have be it flexibility, be it strength. And we also have 14,600 days or more right. of wear and tear on our body. Right. Or, right. Or if it's not, if it's already a program, you know, boutique studio, mm -hmm. how as a coach, can you look for, yeah. for, can you look for opportunities to coach members who are in the 40 and up space um, to make them feel successful right, and not hurt themselves um, by doing anything ridiculous that right. would, you know, Put them in and having coached, having coached probably between us, Vanessa, we've probably coached 3,000 Orange Theory workouts between us, okay? And so we very much had a different set of eyes when we were looking at a 50-year-old rower, for example, versus a 25-year-old rower. You understand? Like it was a, we had to have different eyes, and usually the 50-year-old had restricted range of motion. They came with some nagging injuries that they've been dealing with for a, a while, so that's the broad picture of why. So sorry, long answer, but, <laughs> but that's really the vision is to create curriculum programming for either the enthusiast or the actual fitness professional to make sure that they understand the difference. Well, I really love that. And one thing that I've seen that in the Orange Theory classes that I've taken um, is that they do a really good job with offering progressions and regressions for certain exercises, which I think is really how you need to te teach group fitness classes because you're dealing with a variety of levels and you need to say, hey, if you're a beginner or you have injuries, this is how you perform you know, this exercise. However, if you're advanced, this is how you do it. You know, And, and not every yeah, I think that was, brand does that. Yeah, I think that the big part of me being education director for Orange Theory was that exactly what mm -hmm. you just said. So we would go in and certify people. And the, the certification itself was about 30 hours long over four days. And, and a big piece of it, probably three hours 
of that certification was just dealing with the regression and progression, which we called options and challenges, uh, and when to present those and, you know, is it, can it be done quickly and effectively in a group setting? And I think for the most part, it really is coach dependent, right? If the coach has passion and sincere and, and is genuinely concerned about the group, then you'll hear some really good coaching. But then if it's all about the wow factor and the music and, you know, looking cute, then they probably don't give those options as well as they should. But generally speaking, there was a lot of energy put into that exact subject you're talking about for at least five years, 2011 to Not 2015. just the physical piece of it, the psychological piece of what you're saying too, mm -hmm. where you're saying options, right, or challenges, so it doesn't kind of shame the member and make them feel badly about themselves for taking the option, you know? Um, it just, to yeah, it's me- It's not I, less than. It's, it's not, not less, less than, than. It's, it's just where perfect. you are. You're, yeah. It's perfect for where you are and what you have. So again, the psychological piece of it is, is really big because I mean, 40 and up men that uh, have kind of gone into the workforce, the family guy, they're, you know, now they have very little time where they may have been an athlete in high school and college. Now they kind of stop, they enjoy the family life, and they're coming back into the scene. We're the worst. It's the, the worst. The, We're the worst. The men that are, uh, and then the women. We are. The women, they've been caregivers, and they get the empty nest, and now they're kind of, they may have had it, not so much my generation, and I think, uh, I think 40 and up women had to kind of seek out in our early teens, late teens, 20s. We, we sought out fitness, right? It wasn't, it wasn't, easily on, accessible. It wasn't as easily accept, accessible as it is now. Right. So now, you know, we're kind of teaching 40 and up women how to move correctly, um, how to be patient, and the why behind why they're working out just for the men. The men is, is um, slowing them down, pulling them back, and making sure that mentally they're not starting where I used to be, I used to. Well, you're here now. I know. And the I women That's is a tough sell. encouraging them to be um, who, the best shape that ever been. And uh, so that's my emotional piece with this whole thing. And it is all psychological. So um, I think I bring more of the emotional coaching, um, psychological nutrition piece to the master's fitness. And yeah. he I'm is more the programming exercise technique and, and those kind of, even yeah. though we both do both, we definitely have our emphasis points on what we kind of bring to the table. Like my expertise is yeah. slightly different than hers and, and vice versa. You want him to write a manual, like, don't ask me. He'll write a manual <laughs> like that in his sleep. And I'm like, I don't understand. You remember writing the manual from zero, Vanessa. <laughs> That's not easy, right? I, I have done it several times. I, I actually took uh, quite some time and I wrote an ebook about fitness, sales, and marketing. And then it's like, you know, then I keep wanting to go in and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. <laughs> it's never fully it. done. You know what? That's why you're good. You yeah. look back at your work and you're like, man, I could have done that a little bit better, a little bit. That's perfect. That's the way you should be. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you two got involved with grit boxing and what that story was like. Actually share with the audience what grit boxing is for anybody that might be, you know, living under a rock that hasn't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, it's New York City and, you know, New York City is like a whole other country. But um, they, they actually found me on LinkedIn, believe it or not. I was, and coincidentally, I was becoming a free agent in the industry 
literally when they contacted me. It was, I did not seek it out. I was not looking. I was not reaching out to people yet. I was only about two weeks away, but I had not really publicly gone into, I'm a free agent and, you know, I'm looking for work. And they contacted me uh, because of my curriculum development background in the fitness industry. And they had a product that had never been put together. The three modalities of boxing with an aqua bag, weight room, and also treadmill intervals. Well, having coached two of those modalities for many years, you know, I was a pretty good guide to, to at least try this project. And so we flew to New York. The studio is uh, 9 East 16th Street, right off Union Square. It's about a half a block off of Union Square, grit boxing. And it came with these celebrity investors, Tony Robbins, Pitbull, uh, Tim Draper from Bitcoin came in a little bit later after opening, Bill Zanker, who's written many, many, many books and has been in the education, online education for many, many years. So that's kind of how it came in. Carrie, I knew that I could not develop the workouts, 365 different workouts a year by myself. I knew that. So it was either go into New York and find a program developer that could help develop the workouts, the actual workouts, putting pen to paper, and then how the coaches would deliver those three modalities, which still it's mind-blowing how difficult it is in this particular product, but they do it. And then Carrie came in as a workout developer. Um, she actually manages and directs a group training program here at a local club in Melbourne. So she was part-time uh, of a workout developer where I was full-time curriculum developer, education director. And I was going to New York twice a month uh, for a year and would usually spend four to five days there holding meetings, continuing ed meetings, etc. observing. Most of it was observing. Uh, they had seven to eight trainers at opening, I think, uh, with 55, 60 classes a week. Um, and, and New York's crazy, as you know, Vanessa. They run classes, like 15 classes a day, two in the afternoon, 3.30, it doesn't matter. They're just always holding classes. So there was a lot to observe, and then I would come home and collect my thoughts my thoughts and you know with my audits and everything else but that's that's what grit boxing is it's a 50 minute workout the workout is called grit 50 um, and they roll in there and there's about 40 minutes of actual work work uh, with 10 minute transitioning and recovery but that that's basically grit boxing but the experience of what grit boxing was and what they really wanted to bring to the table and make separate from what you know the other boutique studios in in New York City is creating an experience where people were it was like a community so I think a lot of the press gave attention to the fact that there's a bar full liquor within the yeah. studio so yeah. you walk in and I, I mean I think um, at first people were like oh I don't understand why would they do that it wasn't so you could drink and go and work out that definitely is not no. the protocol right. uh, and socializing together in one product is what grit basically did so they have this great sound system million dollar sound system the lights, lights are out of control haze machine in the studio yeah, it's, with it's organic like yeah with like organic mist it's it's very upscale it's beautiful high technology high technology yeah. um, the trainers are on a stage I mean it's it's a big deal. But the people hang out after They do. Class. They absolutely do. And and the, the, the bar part, you know, I, I had people, you know, the, the real, you know, old timers were like, what the hell are you doing, doing a project with a bar? And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kombucha. Yeah. It's free coffee. Yeah. It's, you know, the drink. We don't see people just sitting there slamming martinis in the thing. That's not what we see. And we, and we spent many, many, many hours there. What they did do, though, is after the workout, you would see 
you know, two women sitting and chatting for an hour after the workout, having a electrolyte infused margarita, right? You know, and they're just hanging out and they might have one or two margaritas and they pack their stuff up and leave. It wasn't. Um, but what it did is around the bar, you would have 20, 30 people drinking not just hanging out talking because there was good music in the lobby. Right. The bartender with the live wire. Right. He was so much fun. And so for the opportunity to speak with one of the coaches, yeah, and to, the me, coaches to mingle are with like the coaches, exactly. Real fitness personalities within New York uh, a great city. Point. So they, they had that opportunity where the coach would stay around and just chat with them. And, mm -hmm. and so it, I don't know. It just created an experience, but it was a great one. Yeah, the concept's amazing. The concept's <laughs> amazing when it's executed properly. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. You know, when it's executed properly, it is it is an absolute diamond. Uh, and these are trainers that have you know sixty thousand Instagram followers. These are like these are like the real deal. These people are making money modeling. They're they're very fit. They they they're educated. So, and so, so it smart. was it was quite a memorable project. To, to and I'll always you know right now everything's slowed down of course New York is basically shut down on the fitness side so we're hoping in 30 days you know we get the call and we work back into the mix as New York slowly opens yeah absolutely and you know for people that have never lived in New York this concept might sound crazy but I'm from New York and I remember the schlep of leaving my house first thing in the morning with my gym bag my work bag and then you're like off for the day and then you know New York is a very social city so then you're going to meet friends afterwards and you're bringing all your bags with you so to have you know the option to socialize in the fitness studio while your stuff is in the locker especially during winter when you've got winter jackets and all that less to carry around yeah. it yeah. actually it, it makes a lot of sense so is that um, is that kind of like the the concept for the master's fitness consulting side of the business that you set up programming for concepts like walk us through your ideal client well you know this this grit was a consulting client um, initially and it was taking as you said you know 30 minutes ago it's from zero right there's literally a blank piece of paper there or a blank word document and they're like hey we need you to build our manual and textbook and then we need you to go train and certify the trainers on your manual and here are the modalities here's what we want we want it this long that's what we can do for either a new business or an existing business that wants to refurbish and present something uniquely different um, but the grit boxing was consulting for about six months and then they actually hired us as employees so it became a full-time employment for me a part-time employment for her but the ideal client is an investor an owner a director a manager who's looking to launch a business whether it be small or large it can be a hundred thousand square foot health club but they've got a dedicated two thousand square foot space and they want some unique programming that someone can deliver one coach can deliver that's what we've done I've done that since 2011 She's been on the education and mentoring side of trainers for the last decade or so. So that's kind of the piece. But the programming development, the curriculum development, the execution of the education down to those guys, that's really our skill set and what exactly what we did for grid boxing. Exactly. Well, I, lo I love that because I really do see a big gap on the um, instructor continuing education side of things. So that's something that the fitness industry really needs. I've got a question for you and I 
this is for the audience, but it's also for me personally, because you're a couple in fitness and my husband and I are in fitness too. <laughs> so how do you balance work and personal? How do you, because the fitness industry is kind of notorious for being a 24 seven job, right? It never stops. Yeah. People are always, you know, expecting you to be um, accessible yeah. and available. And, you know, the clubs are open, you know, they might be open. 18, some are 24 hours. And, you know, um, it, it's hard to kind of draw that line. So I'm curious to hear how you've done it. Maybe I'll, I'll take some clues from you. Um, well, I definitely, there has been times where I look at them and I'm like, I don't want to talk about workout at anything. I don't want to work out. I don't want to talk. Exercise. I don't want it. It's nothing. We're shutting it down this week today, just for today, as much as you can. We actually did that yesterday. Yeah. And it's usually, it's the first day that we've done it in, in many, many weeks, but we really did shut down yesterday. We actually taught two classes first in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. See, Vanessa, this is the problem. Okay. That, that doesn't sound right. Hold no, on. I know, I know. We did teach two cycling workouts in the morning, indoor cycling, Each. but we were done by 1115. Yeah. So from 11, 15, <laughs> all the way, yeah, nothing, not a thing. Um, I'm really like not any fitness. We didn't talk about it. I looked at your email. I fin you know, filled out your form, which took five minutes. But other than that, yeah. It was but, no so I feel like there's gotta be that like, and yeah. we, I know you've been in the same boat, quarantined, working in the same industry for the same company. It, in, day and, in, in a stressful day time, in a very too. stressful you know, time, it's not exactly checks flying. I feel yet. like I want to make a T-shirt that says "We survived 90 days of quarantine together," and I still and we still love each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be a good. <laughs> you know, like I, I actually, um, it, but it can get a lot when we're just constantly talking about clients or fitness, and but again, like I have so much respect for him as I learned so much from him. I laughingly call it like pillow talk. Like just when we get to talk about things about fitness and it's very, it just makes me love him more. But the balance part of it. I'll I mean, address the balance part a little bit. What's nice is she has a part-time project here locally, right? Where she's literally the manager of the group exercise department and program. And so that is actually a nice distraction. It pulls her into, and she has to be completely focused. So if she's dealing with that, that's all she can deal with. Uh, and I'll deal with other things. I'll hang out with our six-year-old. I'll do, you know what I mean? Like, I'll go this direction. And so we have some nice distractions. The Taking quarantine out of it for a second, which was really difficult. And look, we had dark days just like anybody else. We had days where we just thought the end of the world was coming and the sky was falling. And then 48 hours later, we'd get a piece of good news and we're like, okay, okay let's go to the bottle of wine, sit down, and let's realize we're not going to die. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, I think, but, but I think having little projects and little fires, Vanessa, is really key for couples. And it doesn't necessarily need to be the same project because I'm more of the writer and the curriculum guy. She's more of the idea, marketing, social media. So the fact that we kind of two different lanes, I think is a real savior for us because I don't think if we were had the exact same skill set, always working on the same thing, I think there would be a lot more little petty arguments along the way because you're both experienced, yeah. you're both pretty good at what you do. And so I think the fact that we exist in two lanes is one thing and then the distracts from her having to focus on a group of people to make high quality group exercise program locally in a club, I think that was also a good savior too. 
along with his focus. And the respect, I respect what he says, um, and but he also respects like uh, sometimes if he doesn't have a project and I have a project, I've got the project under control, mm -hmm. even though I'll let I'll let I'll let him share <laughs> his thoughts. You're so about, sweet. I like so your thoughts. <laughs> I, I know where this is going. I know where this is. Because you know, advice. You, you know when you advise someone and they never even turn their head to you, they're really probably not listening. No. Um, Chan, I can. <laughs> I, I really feel you because my my husband owns a Pilates and physical therapy center, and then I, you know, have my background is primarily in sales marketing and branding and people are always like why don't you work together you know why don't you help him with the business and i'm like we're we met at work so we you know before he ended up buying the business i said well we're both leos so we both have strong personalities and he doesn't want me telling him what to do and I don't really want to get involved, so we kind of keep it separate. <laughs> yep. You know what? That's hard to do, honestly. And if you have a strong relationship, you can have that conversation. And it sounds like you guys are doing great. And that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, it sounds like you two respect the lanes in which you're in and don't cross over it. And well, uh, maybe a little bit. A little. And it's okay. You tailgate sometimes. <laughs> well, sometimes, Vanessa, I will literally give my, I'm doing a, Instagram post and I'll just give her my phone. I'm like, could you just finish this? Yeah. You can do this in five minutes. It'll take me an hour. Yeah, but that's no, great to have that resource. <laughs> Are you kidding, Vanessa? I feel like I'm working with a marketing director in-house. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you posted on Facebook and you didn't do your Instagram first? Always Instagram first. <laughs> now, on the, on the dark days, dark days where we might have, you know, that the sky's falling, she'll regularly say, you just need to get on your bike and disappear for like two hours. Yeah. And I will get on my mountain bike or my road bike and I come back in a better mood and we're all good. Yeah. Oh, it's 100%. Definitely, well, you got to live the lifestyle that you're trying to promote. So for, for me and for Chan, it's always like our clients are, are, you know, members, whatever it is, like you have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Like you have to move um, for sadness and anger and frustration. If those emotions bubble up, move. There was a recent article. Move. Did yeah. you see it, Vanessa? Did you see the article on LinkedIn about motion creates emotion? No, I need to look it. that up, but it's true. I mean, but it's my therapy. Exercise is yeah. my therapy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, now, um, it's now scientifically proven that motion, energy, exercise, whatever it may be, uh, creates positive emotion. And, and so it was, it was a whole, if I can find it, I'll screenshot it and text it to you. Yeah. But, um, it was really something that, interestingly enough, Tony Robbins, I went to his uh, event in Miami uh, six or eight months ago, and that was a big, that was like an hour-long lecture that he gave in Miami uh, about motion creating a positive emotion it helps you snap out of whatever you're in to get a ferris wheel basically of doubt and negativity 
it's motion. And it was interesting to hear Tony Robbins talk about motion because he's, he's been an avid fitness enthusiast his entire life. Right. Um, and for him to get up there and talk about it so much that it, it, it impacts your life. Uh, anyway, it's just yeah. validation for us all. Oh, you know? absolutely. It's what we already know and, and live. So Chan and Carrie, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and share with our audience all of your amazing, valuable knowledge and background. If there's somebody that's listening right now that wants to find out more, or they need your help in putting a concept together, where can our listeners find you we are on all the social media platforms but focus mainly on uh, instagram and facebook the masters fitness is the name of our page uh, the mastersfitness.com is our website um, we have our our podcast as well um, through apple uh, all of the major youtube channel and a youtube channel so we're kind of all out there, but the Masters Fitness is the name of all of it. So yeah, we don't. We haven't there. tweaked it or adjusted it. It's pretty consistent throughout all of our social media outlets. So, and look, we want to thank you. Yes. Uh, from meeting you for ten minutes at FIBO, remembering <laughs> you were memorable because yes. we remembered. And and like I said before, she really did follow and look up anatomy to kind of yeah. see what the concept was about. Was very impressed with your work. So thank you for this. Oh, thank you. This was great. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.